Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode. I think it's actually episode 20 of Meeting of the Gold Mines. Um, kind of have a new look going on here, as y'all can see. Uh, I am, you know, playoff mode tone, uh, lovingly referred to as playoff. Uh, also have <laughs> my man KB in here um, and the first lady of PGM, Miss Tone. Um, how's everyone doing? Good, good. Can't complain. Very good, very good. Happy, <laughs> very happy. No, absolutely, extremely happy. Um, but yeah, um, excited to be doing an episode with y'all. You know, like I just noted, uh, a bit of a new look. Um, there's no um, Rebel He Is or, or Mr. Zen, um, and also Tony Vega is, is not going to be joining us. I know those are the the faces y'all are used to seeing. You know, doing the meeting of the Goldmine episodes. Um, they're actually dedicated to uh, some other, their focus is dedicated to some other projects right now. Uh, so KB, Tone, and I will be uh, leading the charge in reference to the meeting of the gold mines going forward. Um, you know, still going to be delivering y'all, you know, great Lakers related content. Uh, and we're, you know, really excited to, to be teaming up on this. Um, a lot of exciting things happening in the Laker world, as we all know, um, recently. I guess first, you know, what we'll roll into is, you know, how the episodes normally start off. What What's on your, your PGM? Tone, do you want to lead us off? What's on my purple and gold mind? Hmm. <laughs> we have an in-season tournament win, trophy, and MVP. And the Clippers, the Warriors, and what other team you guys like don't. Mm. The Queens. Mm -hmm. What about you, KB? What you got? How are you feeling? Um, I'm just happy to be healthy. Um, I'm going through running my laps on X slash Twitter, letting everybody know I told you so, because when we get our wings back, good things happen. So Absolutely, you know. yeah. No. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it, it's so funny. It's like, I feel like it was just yesterday where, um, I can't remember what loss it was after. Um, but LeBron was talking about how things needed to change and everybody was speculating on, what that meant for the team and like what trades were going to happen and all the Zach Levine talk. And it's like, look, it, we've done a complete 180. Look where we are now. Like three game winning streak. We look like a solid contender in the Western conference. Uh, like sure. Tone, like Tone noted, we're coming off of, you know, the first in season tournament champions. Um, so life, you know, life is good right now. Health is wealth, is you life. know, uh, I'm just I'm feeling really good about the direction this team is headed in. Um, so I guess the first topic we'll get into and, and one of one of the things that's really kind of led to this three game winning streak that we're currently on. And that is Vando, Mr. Vanderbilt, Mr. Jared Vanderbilt uh, yes, joining the team. And it's so funny, man, because, you know, I remember during the playoffs and like, I, you know, I heard certain Lakers fans talking about how, you know, Vandal got played off the floor in the golden state series. He got played off the floor in the Denver series. And, you know, he wasn't going to be able to, you know, fix all of our issues and all this other stuff, as far as like some of the, the, the lows the team experienced like early on in the season. And you can just tell the energy difference. Like, and just the intensity on defense, the change that you can see within the team when Vando is out there. And I think, <clears throat> you know, a huge part 
of the culture shift when Vando comes back in is like Vando, he only has one speed. He only goes 100. Like there, there's no you don't have you don't have to worry about Vando like lagging on a play or not boxing out, not doing the little things that it takes to win. You know what you're getting with Vando. And so what what have y'all seen from him and his impact on the team since he did come back? Three games. Ago. You go first, Tony. Okay, well, I would say I definitely was one of the people who kind of was skeptical, um, for lack of a better term, um, in regards to him coming back, just off the basis of I didn't want one man to affect how we played, how we performed every night, i.e. Braun saying something has to change. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking trades. I'm thinking, hey, everyone collectively as a team, you know, one of the main things we used to talk about was um, rebounding, you know, some of our efforts on defense. I wanted us to be able to collectively get, uh, you know, put in that effort, like I said, um, as far as turning it around, making improvements. We can't just, every time there's an injury, you know, every team goes through it. Can't sure. just be depending on one player to kind of ride his coattails or, you know, however you want to put it. So I do see the difference, though. Most mm-hmm. definitely a tremendous difference in, again, our effort on the defensive end, on the boards, especially offense, our offensive boards with Vando's returning. Um, during his return, hasn't attempted many shots. And, of course, Vando wasn't ever counted on as far as our roster is concerned offensively, but he definitely has brung the rebounds. Like I said, in total, we're looking at like 15 rebounds between uh, the Houston Phoenix and Pelicans game, a steal, a block, um, four assists. So even though the numbers may seem small, as far as the box score is concerned, like playoff alluded to earlier, the effort, the energy that he brings um, us getting healthy collectively that's just turned the morale of this team around. Honestly, um, we weren't even a bad team before, but we went from a good team to looking like contenders, definitely upon Vando's return. So definitely got to salute him for sure. Um, what about you, from, what about you KB? Oh, what, what have you seen so far from Vando? Uh, for myself, um, Tone was right on topic, like right on it. Um, for me, I, I go by how we always talked about in our chats. Um, that's X or Twitter, by the way, if you guys don't know. Um, EEU, energy, effort, urgency. We were missing that guy who did the little things. We are missing yeah. – oh, yeah, there was a time we were missing Cam Reddish as well. We were missing both of them. Yep. yep. And they, but we just were missing that wing depth. Once we, once we got them back, it's like, okay, if Cam gets into foul trouble, now you got to deal with Vando. If Vando gets into foul trouble, now you got to deal with Max Christie. If Max Christie gets into foul trouble, you have to deal with – Torian Prince like you have we have several wings on the team now now that we're fully healthy that we can do those things Vando it's not about the points not about the point it's about the energy effort the energy effort urgency on the defensive end to box out to find a body to literally rotation letting your man know you got their back just in case they get beat baseline sideline um on pick and roll if you're gonna hard hedge if you're not if you're playing drop like, there's different type of coverages that Vando provides with the wingspan he has. Um, you could just see a difference. When he was not when he was not there, we were missing that guy who was just getting really nitty and gritty. You can see it once we didn't have Cam Reddish in the game. Once he was out for a couple of games, 
especially against, for example, against Thunder. If we would have had Cam Reddish and Vando in that game, I don't think there would have been any issues with guards scoring on us or fours being able to get offensive rebounds. So with the games he came back, he eventually got better and better and better. And the more games he plays, the more healthy he's playing. He's on uh, minutes restriction, by the way. Uh, We didn't even know that. I think the cap is like right around like 22 minutes per game, I think. Yeah. Um, He's only played 16 until I think like the highest he's played is 16. So with that, I don't know what's going on with that. I hope that's going to be over and done come this next uh, this game tomorrow playing against the Mavs. But Vandal's back, and you can just see the team is just acting different, playing different. Um, they're just – they're playing together, man, more as a team. So I'm happy to have Vandal back. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, a couple questions for y'all concerning Vando. Yes. With what we've seen from him so far – um, and, you know, obviously hoping that he progresses as far as, you know, um, the minutes he's allowed to to play during the games and all that. Mm-hmm. Do you all think that Vando belongs in the starting lineup or do you like his fit better coming off of the bench like he is right now? Ooh, good question, playoff. KB, you go first. <laughs> mm. So there's two scenarios for me. Um if Torian Prince is going to continue, because he has not been shooting how he was shooting these past yeah. couple games, yeah, he continues to <laughs> exactly. He's his shooting got a lot better. If Torian Prince continues to shoot at a forty percent clip, if he continues to hit his open threes and do what he's supposed to do, then I have nothing to say on that note. Um, if he doesn't, then you need to swap. It's an instant swap, Torian Prince for Vanderbilt. Um, that's just going to put, I think, a more of a a spotlight on Cam and him having hit his corner his corner threes. Um, also, that gives us another scenario asking Vando, did you work on what you were supposed to work on during the summertime? Mm. So is his corner three better? We only see him take two or three, I think. Since so far, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Both yeah. Of them, yeah, both of those threes were like, two of them were really like, hurry, really like hurried up. The other one was right. the last second shot. So it just depends on what we're going to get from him. Um, me, I'm willing to make that um, sacrifice because I want to see what he has. If Vanderbilt does it, that reveals to you more sooner than later. Come playoff time, he's coming off the bench. He's not starting. Or gotcha. for during the season, we just keep him as a bench player and he just starts playing better. But I think we need to see it um, because I think it'll be good for our defensive end because based on how we've been playing, we're leading with defense, not offense. So returning our defensive rebounds – or like we're getting into offensive transition based on certain defensive coverages and rebounding. So I kind of see what people are saying, keep him on the bench, but I want to see how he is as a starter. Go ahead, Tony. Um, great points, KB. Um, I would say this is, it, it's tough. I like the two different scenarios that you presented. That's definitely why I let you go first. Your in-depth analysis to be on point. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of torn. Honestly, I don't even know what to say. I don't know how it feels to be taken out and reinserted, like, in these lineups. Mm -hmm. But to me, a lot of our lineups should be kind of matchup based, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. the bigger teams are the faster teams. I'm looking at Vando. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe teams that we might need to go toe to toe with offensively or has maybe like a more slack or, uh, I would say maybe not so all-star caliber type, maybe two or three, I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind Torian being in there. Like you said, KB, he wasn't necessarily shooting well 
before this like little four game stretch, I'll give you his stats for the last seven games. He's actually been shooting 50% since the Cleveland game. He's had mm. a 75% game. He's had a 60%, 62%, 50% shooting five threes in that New Orleans game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for a team like us, who's like, who probably at the bottom of the pack, as far as three point percentage, um, goes is concerned you know he's definitely a bright spot a boost in that area um whereas vando we can't necessarily expect it we didn't necessarily even see it last year what i'll say also is i know torian's last stop he didn't necessarily um he wasn't necessarily a starter he had more of a bench role i believe in his start in minnesota so i don't think it would affect him um as greatly again so maybe just a matchup base but if you really had to choose i think i'm still comfortable with torian just because he started the year that well. Again, we're, we talked a lot about cohesiveness and chemistry so far um, collectively when we're healthy. Um, even his game has changed a little bit in these last four games. Again, just something about the energy, that uh, aura in the air when it comes to that team. We definitely changed, trended upward. I like how Darwin has been kind of staggering them so far, even mm-hmm. um, with Vando's minutes restriction. But I would say, I guess, again, it just depends. It just depends. Let's say, you know, First quarter, Torian's not really shooting well. I don't think it's going to hurt you to throw, to throw Vando in there. Or like I said, with the bigger teams, bigger wings, all-star wings, I would I don't think it would hurt either to have Vando in that starting lineup. Mm-hmm. No, I <clears throat> I can see it from both sides. And I think it's it's largely going to be dependent upon Torian and how he can he how he continues to perform. And like y'all just know and like y'all just noted, um he struggled at the beginning of the season, not just on offense as far as not being able to hit shots, but just being in tune with what we were doing defensively, like missing defensive assignments, leaving people open, making bad, like not just bad, terrible decisions, you know, mm-hmm. especially on the offensive end. Yeah. Um, and that has seemed to turn around. And I think a lot of it has to do with his usage going down. Like he was playing. 30 plus minutes before you know, we're, we're missing five people out of our rotation. So it was, it was forcing him into a role that he really is not built for. And so, yes. you know, now with, you know, we got um, Vando back, we got Cam back, we got Rui back, um, you know, Jackson even got banged up and, and missed a couple of games or missed a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so now with the, and you know, Gabe's about to come back too. I think his usage is going to, um, Torian's usage is going to go down. Um, but as long as he's hitting shots and playing, uh, we don't need him to be a great defender. It's just, you know, especially with Cam out there on the floor, because Cam is going to take the main, the opponent's main offensive weapon. And so as long as Torian plays serviceable defense and he's in the spots where he's supposed to be at um, and knocking down shots, that's really all that matters. Now, we haven't really seen it. Y'all said this already. We haven't really seen it so far with, you know, the minutes that Bando has played. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're hoping that he's taken a bit of a step forward on offense. Mm-hmm. I think he's taken a total of four threes so far, hasn't made one in the in the games that he's been back. I think he took two against the Rockets and two against the Suns. Um, but everything all right over there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to call the people, do we? Nobody, I nobody thought so, but I'm okay. Okay. All right. I'm here with I know, y'all. <laughs> I, know, I know your heart jumped a little bit. But, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, you know, we're hoping he took, he took a step forward, uh, you know, and that'll just play out as far as the season goes. But yep. largely, like Tone said, it's going to be matchup dependent. 
So, you know, when we're playing these teams, especially in the playoffs, you know, I'd love to see, you know, because there was an issue where teams were sagging off of Vando because they weren't worried about him being an offensive threat at all. And so, you know, the great thing about Cam Reddish developing into what he has developed into so far this year is that that gives us another defensive stopper or he can, you know, he can at least go out. We can say, hey, go out and, and guard him. And he can try to limit him as much as possible. And, you know, Cam is definitely a better a better offensive threat. I mean, not that he's great, but he at least mm-hmm. he can make a th- He made a big three. Um, and we'll talk about this, you know, in a few minutes. He hit a big three in the in-season uh, tournament championship game. And he can get to the basket, which is an underrated part of his game. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see it all play out. Um, but, you know, speaking of, um, you know, some of the, the more recent occurrence, let's get into – this uh this winning streak that the Lakers are currently on. So yes. officially they're on a three game winning streak. Um yes. unofficially we're on a four game winning streak. Yes. Uh, because of the the game that we played on Saturday, um, which we'll get into a little bit later. But uh Tone, how are you feeling about uh this winning streak that we're on right now? Um again look most of our conversation tonight has just been about how we've been gelling the energy, the focus has definitely changed. Um drastically so it's so crazy the switch was kind of flipped again upon Vano's return and right after that OKC game I mm-hmm. kind of don't expect anything less we tend we seem to be shooting a little bit better um again on the defensive end we're guarding up a lot better um I think we've had a couple of games maybe out of um like you said those last four where we've won the rebound advantage again something that we weren't necessarily doing in the beginning of the season um, I expect nothing less. Honestly, um, we talked about a little bit about our health. Um, again, Cam's return, Max Ruiz's return, um, Vando's return, Gabe targeting a December 18th um, return versus yeah. the New York Knicks. We're trending upwards in the right direction. Um, I'm not saying we're going to, you know, maybe go on like a 10 game. Um, <laughs> I believe Houston is on a little run right now, too. Um, speaking of streaks, but yeah. um Again, we're trending upwards. I don't see us kind of losing momentum. Nothing less, like I said, was expected. Four-game winning streak, especially when it came to the in-season tournament. That, I think, spearheaded a lot of our drive and our focus. Um, We were just very determined to win that. Um, As far as, again, just for the team's morale, you know, you're winning it for LeBron, who's on the last um, leg of his career, an inaugural – I don't know, what do you want to call it? Matchup that the NBA has implemented into the regular season. We're the yeah. first to do it, a brand like Purple and Gold. No one better, you know what I mean? No, absolutely, yeah. KB, what what have you, uh, what do you think has been key to the street that we're currently on? Defense, 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 baby. <laughs> it wins you championships, gets you through hard times, especially when you're not scoring. Um, I'll talk about the Pacers game uh, when we, you know, we get to that. But yeah, that's what I've been seeing through these three games. I know the fourth game didn't count winning the chip, but um, it's not even about that. It's just gaining the experience with each game. So I think that game was very uh, supplemental, uh, very um, important since uh, to establish the identity what we want to have. That's identity. I think we're leading by a D being a defensive team and running in transition. Um and on offense, you already know it's LeBron AD pick and roll type, you know, just let them do what they do. Um, three players, I think, have led to this, um, to this win streak, or I could say four. Austin Reeves, he's 
Uh, somehow he got his game back. I don't know if he touched he's the magic ball like in Space Jam and got <laughs> his talent back. back. Don't know way way what back. happened. He's all the way back. Max Christie being very young and not really having these type of minutes, he's proven that he's ready for it. Torian Prince getting back on a heater with his shots, hitting his mm-hmm. open shots that he's supposed to hit. Um, Vando and Cam, so I guess it's five. Um, so with all those players coming together and helping AD and Brown out where they need it, um, I think that's pretty. That's those are the key reasons on why. No, absolutely. I mean, um, it's funny. You know, we we made the trade at the end of last season, and <clears throat> you know we were able to make that run, make it to the Western Conference Finals. No one really saw that coming, going from the 13th seed to the seventh seed. Um, and just going on that journey that we did. Now, <clears throat> the formula last year, from my perspective, is that you just really didn't know on a night-to-night basis who was going to be the one that kind of had the impact, especially from an offensive perspective. It could be anyone. It could be D'Lo. It could be Austin. It could be Rui. Like, all three of those individuals played, even Dennis, um, Schroeder to a certain degree played, you know, uh, they were key in, in our success in the, in the playoffs, you know, the formula that worked back in 2020 when we won the chip, mm-hmm. it was, it was defense. And so, mm-hmm. you know, everyone, you, you hear a, a lot of different chatter, you know, people have ton people have opinions on top of opinions as, as far as how do the Lakers get back into the finals and, and bring home number 18. And so, you know, I've seen a lot of people talking about, hey, we need to we need to go back to defense. You need to put AD at the four, um, bring in a center, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Bad news for those folks, AD is our center. I, I don't really yes. see that. I don't see that changing. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's maybe two teams, the Sixers um, and probably the, the Nuggets, where we may have to actually have some additional size on the court. But other than that, AD is our center. But anyway – you know, the formula in 2020, it went back to defense. And it's so funny, like, watching this team, especially over the last three games and, and on Saturday in the in-season tournament championship, that team on the floor looked like the 2020 team to me. Just yes, sir. absolutely like you had AD, you had Braun, and then – different people chipped in offensively. Like one night it would be KCP. Um, Caruso would chip in. Kuzma would chip in. You just didn't didn't really know. But the third star of the team, in my opinion, was our defense. And you knew, like, that we were going to be able to come out and just punch teams in the mouth and, and turn their water off and just beat them up. And – that's what I've that's that's what I've the trend that I've noticed in, in this winning streak that we're on is like just an ability to go out there and you can just see the difference in the intensity level and how locked in we are on the defensive side of the ball. Like right. you know, you know what you're gonna get from AD. LeBron is great when he's locked in, but compared to what we were seeing earlier in the season, especially from from our perimeter defenders, it's night and day. Having Cam out there, having Vando, I mean, Torian has even improved to a certain degree. But just having people that you know, it's like you can go out there and you can tell them, hey, I need you to guard, I need you to guard this guy. And they're they're gonna go out there and they're gonna try their hardest. And so right. like 
it just it really it's really encouraging to see because you know um defense travels offense is sexy but defense <laughs> defense is where you know people don't care about defense nowadays they just care about they yeah. want to look at the box score they want to look at how many points you put up yeah. and so you know defense it wins championships and that was the formula that worked back in 2020 so um you know i feel like offensively you know we're not really great from the three-point line yet, but I think right. we can reach a point where we're at least average. Mm, that's all we need. Exactly. We just need to be average. We don't need to be great because our identity is playing defense and attacking the paint on the offensive end, getting to the getting to the bucket. And so um, as long as we continue to do that, I feel like the success will continue, and I'm just really looking forward to, to where this journey takes us. So, Just a key point on that. The game, I think, that started that defense identity, like the defensive identity that we actually broke out and actually worked, mm-hmm. was the Suns game. Because sure. yep. Kevin Durant went for 31, right? Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, it's funny because the Lakers film room, I watched him on Spotify, popped up and it said the Lakers found identity. <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> it's funny. So when it comes down to that game, Kevin Durant scored 31 points, Devin Booker scored 21. 21 points, and do you guys remember who was guarding him prior, you know, prior, majority of the time? Cam, right? Was it Cam, Cam Reddish? Yep. Cam Reddish put that dude in a vault and said, mm-hmm. you're not getting out, you're staying right here. He was 6 for 16 from the field. Don't know what percentage that is. Oof. Don't care. Okay. Y'all can do the math. <laughs> Y'all can do the calculation all you want. I just know that is not good. Put him in a vault, not good. Then the next game after that, I mean, pretty much tells itself. We played against the Pelicans, one thirty, what one thirty three to eighty nine. Let that tell the truth. We won by forty plus points. So with their, like I said, it's building blocks that they're building on, which is really good. But this winning streak, man, it got me excited. But there, we'll get on to the next topic because I have a lot of things to say when it comes to this team. So and, and just the just the key because I don't think we actually um, talked about the individual games. Yes. So, the games that we've won, as far as the three-game win streak are concerned, we beat the Rockets um, yes. by, by a score of 107 to 97. Right. We beat the Suns by a score of 106 to 103. And then we beat the Pelicans a score of 133 to 89. Really, right. I want to touch on this real quick. The, uh, the controversial play at the end of the Suns game with, with yes. Austin Reeves in the, in the inbound. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did y'all? Well, what did y'all? What did y'all think about that? What did y'all think about that? I think everyone can agree in real time. Okay, it did look like we got bailed out a little bit, right? Yeah. But we all kind of yes. agreed. It's like, okay, that's not the first time something like that happened. Second of all, sure. um, yep. we watched those Lakers games. Half the time, it feels like the refs have something against us or something. So we're like, "Fuck you guys, right. we're gonna take it." But um, you know, different angle. Uh, post game. Um, shout out to Devin Booker too because the still that he posted to me was just inaccurate as well. I don't know what mm-hmm. he was talking about. I think he later it was a post in the lead, but uh, because um, his boy Kevin Durant called his butt out. That's why. Yeah, he was salty. <laughs> he was salty. Oh man, but um, you could kind of see that Austin had possession of the ball, like the ref said on his I think what left leg. Um, mm-hmm. pinned against his left calf. Reaching in, mm-hmm. 
with book reaching in and you can see LeBron starting the motion to initiate the timeout. So Mm -hmm. a win is a win, baby. What can we say? For me, when it comes down to that controversial, and I have three other games from last year that I can already give you evidence on that mm, too, which is controversial. The big Braun Boston crybaby game I, is the main I one. I got you. That's that's one of them. I got two more games after that. So with the, the, the call for Reeves, he had the ball pinned to his left calf. But in basketball, you don't have to motion for one. You can just say timeout, timeout, mm. and then you go timeout. So I, obviously – from the recordings where I watched, LeBron's already calling it. You just start mm-hmm. seeing motioning it. Same thing with Darvin Ham. They're calling it already, so it's already done. So when Dar- Devin Booker did that crap, crying, you know, crying all over, saying it was, you know, that he's trying to win and the rest keep, you know, screwing him, whatever. Okay, so for example, when we played against the Pelicans, did nobody – did the refs miss a call where Zion Williamson blatantly stepped out of bounds to pass the ball to his teammate to get a layup or a dunk? That's one. Yeah. Two – the what was it? There's another one where the controversial call for LeBron. He lit, literally got hit on his forearm. The refs looking at it. That's a ref that's fired right now. He's not even in the league mm. anymore. Looked at it, and we didn't get the call. With those two free throws, we would have had. We would have won the game. Just yeah. saying. And then the third one was I. I would have to say it have to be the Devin Booker one. I was trying to think of the other one. What was Wasn't that there a controversial, one? There was a controversial play in the uh, Philadelphia game. Philadelphia game where Russ got his hand literally held going to the rim and they missed that call. So it's, it's, it's a lot of games where the refs screwed us. There have been several calls. Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of games where the refs screwed us. And for me, like I said, at the end of the game, I even posted on Twitter. I'm like, the the sun's got to hold this L because we hold, we held so many last year and it wasn't even deserved. So when he did that, I was laughing. They didn't start well the first half. Honestly, their first half is what really lost them the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, I'm pretty sure every team across the league has a controversial call or two that could have went their way to spin their record and things like that. But I'm not, honestly, not buying that one whatsoever. He'll he'll be okay. He'll get over it. No, I I agree 100%. And you know what's funny? When the play happened, and like Tone said, looking at it in real time, Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I tweeted out as soon as that. I was like, the timeline is about to get nasty. About <laughs> it is. I already knew. I already knew what time. Because, you know, because people love to say that the Lakers get calls all the time anyway, especially oh, like, you know, when they look at free throw disparity and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But, you know, when you see the still images and you see that Austin actually did have possession of the ball, you know, especially when LeBron called the timeout, you know. Yep. And like KB said, we've been – Lakers have been screwed over so many times, especially last season, that it's like we're on the other side of it. Like we we're we're old a couple, so it is what it is. Even if that was the case, so right, you know, no harm, no foul, and, and we move on. That's it. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think the refs are kind of been shaky across the league this year. You know, a lot absolutely. of the older refs are gone, retired. A lot of new officiating crews. It's been kind of hellish, honestly throughout the entire uh, season, these first, what, 25 games for everyone. So, I mean, again, everyone is going to have their their beefs, their battles, their gripes. It is what it is. This is well, how you know we have new refs is based on this Pacer game we're about to talk about next because uh, <laughs> it was very questionable how many calls they got. So. Absolutely. Um, well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So uh, the Los Angeles Lakers are um, 
your 2023-2024 in-season tournament champions. Inaugural. Inaugural, yes. Yes. So, yes. Um, exciting, yes. exciting things. We, you know, we came in and um, it, it's funny because, you know, immediately after after the Lakers win, the legitimacy of it gets questioned. Was you know, questioned. That's, that, that's, that's how you know – that's how you know the Lakers – got got people scared because mm-hmm. you know you you got them questioning the legitimacy um and real quick i'm sorry just to double back on that sons thing we were just talking about mm-hmm. kd had a chance to tie the game at the end of that game he had a mm-hmm. chance to, to hit a three and twice, tie right? the game. I, I don't know if it, i think he at least had one shot and the one shot he, he shot he um actually had a sprained ankle so you can actually see him like limping he didn't yeah, have yeah. no lift on that ankle yeah. so they had a chance to tie the game they didn't whatever but mm-hmm. anyway fast forward back to the, the present um <laughs> lakers are your in-season tournament champions um exciting stuff each player getting 500 grand um it was an electric atmosphere game took place out in you know las vegas um what, what did y'all think about it well one vegas is lake show so you know that's forever so that's right up the street that's yeah like, that's right up yeah, the street so. that's it <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Tony, you want to take this one? You want to go first on this one? Um, we or talked about it in playback too. Um, and I was like, um, Vegas. I mean, just the little plan that Adam Silver put in place. I, mm. like I said, excuse my language, y'all. I know it brought the hoes out. It brought the rich people. <laughs> it, brought, it brought the rich people out. Right. Um, we they did a good job marketing, hyping it up again. The intensity for those last couple of matches. Um, mm. I'm not too sure how it goes. I know what is it the qualifying game, then yeah, um yeah, like you had the group, you had the group stage, and then you had the um uh I want to say it was the semifinals and then the, the finals. Well, right. yeah, so, well, we had to smack the Suns twice to be able to get, you know, number one. Just you know. Exactly. So I, I, you could see even the other teams in the other matches. It was really intense. So, again, they brought the right hype, the the right um, fervor to it. Um, everyone, to me, was tuned in. It seems like a, not a big deal. Like you said, oh, all of a sudden the legitimacy is in question when, you know, your team doesn't win. But mm. if they did, you'll be right on that hype train, too. They did a really, mm. really good job. It was really fun to watch. That was entertaining as hell. We all started kind of coming around to the courts, the jerseys, um, even the atmosphere for the final game in Vegas. I liked the fact that it was kind of hard for me to tell. Was it a, in the Lakers' favor? Was it in Indiana's favor? Uh, like, they were able to bring both sides, both fans out. So again, that's a W. Can't wait to see it next year, honestly. One thousand percent. Um, for myself, that game that we played against the Pacers, insane. I uh, have a couple of stats here. So for field goal percentage, we were fifty-three percent. They were thirty-seven. Three-point percentage was horrendous from both sides. We were fifteen percent, <laughs> two for thirteen. The Pacers were twenty-four percent. 10 for 41. They had 41 attempts from the three-point line. You have to be kidding me. That's insane. They couldn't hit. (laughs) They took 41 shots, only at 10. It sucks. Um, Free throw percentage, (laughs) they won the free throw game, 88%, 29 for 33. We were 77%, 27 for 35. We definitely need to stay in the gym, shoot free throws. 
I don't care if it's like the first 45 minutes of practice moving forward. We need to shoot free throws. There's, there's an issue. Coach KV, y'all. Man, I don't get bro. Come on now. I got to get on about that. Turnovers, 18, not good for us. Nine for them. Assists, we had 25 to the 27. Rebounds, they had 32. Nine offensive rebounds. For us, we killed it, 55 uh, rebounds in total. 12 offensive. When have you ever heard that? That is one of the biggest reasons, Amazing. I think, why we won. Yeah, wow. and then – Blocks, we had 10 to their seven. Steals, they had 10 steals to our five. Personal fouls, 33 to 25, which I kind of think is BS, but, you know. Other than that, um, really good game. We killed them in the paint. Over 80 points, I believe, we had in the paint. And yeah. we decided to say, you know what? And this was a shock to me, playoff, because you know I was saying this before the game started. I said, the Lakers tend to get into a bad habit when we get a lead. Let's just shoot threes. Let's just shoot threes. Even though we're the better team. Exactly. Even though we're the better team going into the key, we're going to shoot threes. Even if AD is dominating. This, I don't know what happened. They turned a switch. But they said, hey, AD is dominating. Keep feeding him. Keep feeding him. He ended up having 41 and 20. 41 and 20 rebounds. Insane. So, watching that whole entire game, I loved how the Lakers decided to say, hey, y'all can't stop us. We still going to go down and eat anytime we want to in the paint. Don't matter if we're not hitting our threes. And going with that, like we were talking about Austin Reeves, he scored, I think, a total of 28. Well, like, okay, and then 20, I think, in the first half. Yeah, alone. First the half. half. Yep. First half, yep. and yeah, eight points later uh, for the rest of the game. Uh, LeBron yep. had 24 points and 11 rebounds. Awesome. Um, who else do we have? D'Lo. My God, I was – bro, this is the first game I've ever D-Lo seen him versus say. Bruce Brown. Man, he <laughs> said he came with a mission. Um, I understand yep. – a lot of folks don't like D'Lo, but I loved him for that game. He literally instantly, once that tip-off came, he went at Bruce Brown, go. got two fouls in the first quarter. Told him He told the coaches to sub him out. He said, sub, time for him to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So with that, I love the attitude yep. we brought. Um, yep. And this, just watching the tournament was even better, the intensity. Uh, Adam Silver was really good with how he did with the courts. Uh, yep. One thing I will say, Adam Silver, and if you ever do see this video – Never tell us we can't wear our black our black jerseys on the court I'm because glad, I'm glad those, you touched on that. Those were the cleanest jerseys, and I just kind of exactly. think that's kind of messed up. And you forced yeah. us to bring our banner, a inaugural season tournament banner, and hang out with our chips. We ain't supposed to do that. That's just cold. <laughs> that's just cold. Let me go off right quick. Let me go Man. off right quick. Oh, hold on, hold on oh. one second, Tony. Yeah, shout out to my brothers Alex and Jake. Y'all want to watch my day? Y'all want to watch these things? You should come on here. And shout out to everybody else who watches this because they need to come and listen to us because we're we're dope. They just don't know yet. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. What were you about to say, Tony? Um, so, you know, KB touched on the foul situation and we were talking about the refs a little bit. They kind of did kill the game, you know, a bit of the momentum at times. They slowed the game down. Um, both teams seem to start to commit a lot of fouls, I think, like in the second half. We kind of looked gassed a little bit, but we ended yep. up, you know, Bringing it in, pulling it home. I'm going to talk about a little bit about some of our, our rankings, right? So yeah. points in the paint, we're fourth right now in the season. Um, Transition-wise, where we lead, um, we're about like the eighth. We yeah. hold the eighth spot as far as transition um, points are concerned. I called it prior to uh, tip-off. I think Indiana's like dead last when it comes to fouling. So I knew we were going to get to the line and then like dead last when it comes to protecting the paint. So we took advantage of their weaknesses as we should, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
KB, you got to pull up AD stats. AD stats. I got you. I got you. AD's wife. Yep. His kids, go ahead, KB. Read it off. Go ahead, KB. <laughs> his kids Cover and his wife. Cover your ears. It's coming. Oh man! So 41, 41 points, twenty rebounds, five assists, six for four, uh, twenty-four from the field, nine for thirteen from three throws. That's why I said we need to shoot free throws at practice. Four blocks, four turnovers, two personal fouls, plus minus. Not really. I don't. I'm not really a plus minus guy, but he was plus thirteen for the game. Okay. Wow. I thought it would be even more, but mm-hmm. um. Got to throw in there, AD is like one of the block leaders, too. I think maybe he ranks about second amongst some um, league leaders. Averages three a game. Three a game. Boy, when I see, when I tell you I saw a daddy, Anthony Davis no longer exists. Hey, Shout I'm, out not to that I'm not saying that name. I'm not saying that name. Anthony Tony Davis no longer exists. <laughs> Marshawn has oh, taken Lord. over. Big AD. Oh, my gosh. Man. I've never had a game turn me on so much. All right, all right. Shout out to I'm AD. <laughs> I, listen, I tired, said I tired, 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 tired. This is coming tired. from a female's tired. perspective. Don't oh, okay. Don't all right, all right. play. Because if Ruby Rose was dribbling a ball, <laughs> y'all would be drooling, okay? The I just needed to give AD a shout-out, okay? okay? He deserves yeah. it because I'm one of the ones that are harping on him. I'm hard on him. I believe. We know. We know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we know. he is capable of this level of play. I understand 40 and 20 is not something that you can just, for 82 games out of a year, especially as beat up as he gets, you know, us again, playing that, that traditional like five role, especially right. for our team. I get it. But I believe, did you see the little growl, the little face? Yep. I, I had it's been a long time since I've seen that. He pulled that Kobe out. (laughs) He pulled that Kobe face. Mamba Uh all the way embodied Mm -hmm. it. Man, it was such a huge game. I can't wait to see him have another game like that. Fuck the regular season. If he turns and flip that switch during the playoffs, Mm -hmm. man, what is it? Banner 18 for LA? Solidified, stamped, certified, all of that good stuff. But I had to just go on a rant. That guy had an amazing game without him. That game does not look the way it looked. You know what I'm no, saying? Dogfight no. or not, I get it. We didn't blow them out. But, again, as a team, we took advantage of their weaknesses. But Anthony Davis came to play. He was not laying down. I love two more quick points. I love the fact that on that mic, front of the stage, in front of the big stage, he said, hey, we know it's not a real one, but it's good to get. I like yeah. that he highlighted that fact, again, for all the haters and the naysayers. We know it wasn't real, too, but we got it. You did it, right? And mm-hmm. then, two, I want to say, I think it was this game when he – I've never heard him say it. I've heard the rest of the um, players say it. I've heard coaching staff say it for the last couple of years. He mm-hmm. owned and took responsibility of the fact that, of him being the defensive anchor for our team. So just – you could see kind of the leadership kind of getting through to him. He's building – he's wearing it on his chest. You can see how angry he is when he has a bad game or losing games. You know what I'm saying? I just love the intensity that he seems to be picking up with. Again, I understand he's not necessarily fully healthy. I hope he can kind of continue to strive to that goal. I get, you know, he's missed a game or two already. It won't be 82 games, but Mm -hmm. just carry this torch, young man. Young King, it's all you, baby. You got it, Marshawn. So two points that I wanted to make. Um, My bad, Pluff, not trying to cut you off, but two things I've seen. That I kind of look. This is what got me hyped. Don't know about you, Tony, or playoff. Anybody else who watches this, 
One, LeBron said, hey, why don't I just take a step back and let AD go off? Because what? when have you ever seen LeBron take one three-pointer? One yeah. three-pointer. He went 0 for 1, didn't do anything, still scored 24 points and 11 uh, rebounds at that. So he took a step back. Two, we all seen when AD pulled that groin again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> again. And I and I look and nephew, I don't watch don't watch the playback recordings. I was cussing a storm <laughs> because I was like, get him out of the game. Yeah. I don't care I, about I, I was I, like, I, at this point, I don't care about this championship. Get him out. Yeah. Get him out. Playoff, Tony. Uh I don't think Tony was in there, but Tony Tony uh Zen were like, KB, he's fine. He's fine. He's good. Let him just play through it. I'm like, no, it's a wrap. Like a wrap him up in bubble wrap. Get him out. Get him out. <laughs> so he chose to sub out. Got probably got worked on a little bit by the trainer, came back in yeah. and played even better and more aggressive. So mm-hmm. those are the two things I kind of see as something to say. I know I'm hurting, but for my team, I'm gonna put my body on the line and play even harder. 100%. And he came out with 41 and t- 41 and 20. That that's all I gotta say. Like I yeah, said, man. as a team, we just did crazy. We held them to 37%, uh, 24% from three. I think that's crazy. Do you know what kind of streak Indiana was on? <laughs> they were oh, one of the one. hottest teams in the league before before they saw us. So yes. No, I mean, not, not just that. They were they were putting up historic numbers as far as their totals, offensive, game totals, right. Yes, sir. They, mm-hmm. they were like the, the best team in history as far as their offensive efficiency has gone so far this year. So it was just an insanely good and complete game um, from us, especially in the second half. Uh, y'all pretty much covered it all, but just a, a few quick <laughs> points. Um, oh, good, good. Yeah, D'Lo – I know everybody hates D'Lo based on what happened in the Western Conference Finals. I get it. To be honest with y'all, I had completely forgotten that Bruce Brown played for the Pacers. And so, <laughs> like, when I remembered that, I was like, yeah. oh, Uh-oh. 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 yeah. And it's like, I, I was like, I just really hope, because I, I am I am team keep D'Lo on, on the squad. I feel like he's really good for locker room chemistry. I think he's a glue yeah. guy. I think right. – He's he he's changed. He has matured a lot, and you can tell mm-hmm. the difference from the first time he was on the Lakers to now. And mm-hmm. he Agreed. he doesn't he doesn't have a problem with not playing not not closing games. You see him up, you know, clapping, supporting his teammates, uh, trying to you know give pointers, um, you know, telling them telling you know other teammates what he's seeing while on the bench, um, even in practice talking. Engaged. Talking to the young guys, exactly. So Always. I was like, <clears throat> I want him to, I want him to be a part of this squad because I think that'd be a great storyline based on his history to the Lakers and how far he's come. But I was hoping I was like, hey, just, just go out and just have a, have a okay game. Just have a, have a good game. I don't need you to have a great game because, to be honest with you, if our team is playing at a high level, the requirements mm-hmm. for low are not, not that high. Like we don't really right. need him to go out and score 30 we just need him to be efficient you know play make get ad easy buckets when possible um and so he went out there and he did that you know seven assists two turnovers i think he had one block one steal um yeah i think he shot six 15 from the field and you could just tell how he how engaged he was when he got those two quick fouls on bruce brown and started talking to him and like telling him to head to the bench and sub out i was like oh yeah this Mm -hmm. man 
this 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 game means a lot to this man. You're gonna you talk can, a big game, you better yeah. back it up, and he did it. And you he can hey, I think he was quoted even saying, Oh, you ain't got Joker now. Joker exactly, ain't next yeah. to you. No, you can't hide like, no more. It's easy nope. to talk when yeah. you have maybe the best player in the league on your team. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. some people didn't even and don't get me wrong, Bruce Brown is an NBA level player. Right. For That's sure. fine. He he he's known for kind of playing tough defense and kind of being a agitator a bit, but a lot of people didn't even know who Bruce Brown was until <laughs> that Western Conference. Denver squad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I I, I get it. <clears throat> but Delo came out there, he did what he had to do. I was proud of him. Austin, again, all the way back. Happy to see him. I think mm-hmm. coming off the bench is is great for him. I feel like that really puts him in a mindset to come out and and score and get buckets, which is what we need from him. And mm-hmm. so super proud of his effort. Obviously, we know what we got from from Cam and Bando. Um, LeBron, you know, efficient night. Um, but again, like Tone said, that game was about 80. And 100%. like, I could, I saw, <laughs> I, I don't know if y'all saw this. I saw the video of him like kind of walking into to the arena and passing miles and he right like, past miles miles was doing yeah, miles, miles doing an interview and he just walked past the man like he don't like normally you'll see like players like you know like he'll dab, dab each other like, up yep. know, like, yeah nah my man walked right past him like he didn't see him and yep. i i was like i was like i need ad to have a good game tonight. and standing on bed he stood on business he had more that that was a generational game for him. Yes. And, you know, there've been a lot of there've been a lot of complaints about AD especially over, you know, during his Lakers tenure. And for me, it's not so much about the points and the box score. That's not what it's about for me. For me, the what I want to see and we've seen it over this last stretch of games, mm-hmm. I need AD to have at least 25 shots a game. That's how I know that's how I know how engaged he is on the offensive end. And it's not even so much how many points he scores or whether he even makes or misses the shot. I just need to know that you understand what your role is. You know, we know what we know what we're going to get from you on defense. Right. But you're such an important part of success for us from an offensive perspective. We need you to make we need you to be a threat every time you touch the ball. And so that was really key for me. And like, you know, you you've heard the the street clothes and Mr. Glass yes. and all this all this other stuff. Man. You could clearly see he tweaked the going, like KB said. My man went out there, and you couldn't even tell. He looked he looked stronger after mm-hmm. he got. It, it was kind of like that <laughs> that that Schroeder game. I don't remember. I don't know if y'all remember that Schroeder game last year when he freaking sprained his ankle. Yeah, and he comes out and he helps close the game for us. And so it's like comes in. I need AD to understand that it's like there's maybe one or two centers that people can say are better than you, and you have to understand that, and you have to see like when you're looking at other like when he didn't look at Miles Turner, it's like I need you to see food. When you see these other centers, like you got to see food, and so. so yeah, man, just super proud of him. Super proud of the team as a whole. Um, you know, you talk like I said before, he's, the Lakers. He's seen win. food. He's seen food. Oh yeah, he's seen food for sure. 
Turner um, stats is 10-7, one assist. He was 3-4-11, six fouls. Another victim. Another victim. <laughs> That's what he was. And so, you know, super proud of AD's effort, super proud of the team as a whole. Um, and for, for, you know, I know the game doesn't count towards the regular season totals, but I think mm-hmm. it was it was a way for the Lakers to put the league on notice as far as what we're bringing to the table. And so right. um, you had touched on it a little bit earlier and mm-hmm. uh, wanted to ask you again. So does it, does it really bother you? the in the the banner the in season tournament banner being hung like on a scale of one to ten how much does that bother you uh i over exaggerated i i'm putting it like right at a four it bothers me once like out of ten because i know this isn't the lakers pushing for it it's more of adam silver because he's the commissioner and he can pretty much say you guys got to do this yeah um so it's the first you know in season tournament the first big thing that's going on midseason um and we won it so, of course, he definitely wants us to shine, you know, have it up there. But my thing is, it's like, eh, if we want to put it up there, we will or we won't. That's how I'm kind of with it, because we only hang championships up there. Have so many up there. And for this little small thing to go up there, I just think it's not necessary. Maybe you can be like every single time you mention the Lakers. And, you know, your Lakers, the in-season tournament champions, here are the starting lineups for the, you know, for the game today. Like that, you ain't gotta have a banner, but we did the trophy and the medal, so I guess it's only um, it's only just for us to have. So I, I, I'm 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 all for it. So I no problem at all. Yeah, I, I see some fans being being upset about it, which I I understand. The Lakers are about championships. I get it, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I I do feel like the NBA. I feel like it's a directive from the NBA because the NBA mm-hmm. is figuring out. Like, how can we sell this product to, yeah. to people? And so it, it only adds to, to the legitimacy of it if you, you know, the, the team who won it actually ca- makes it look like they care about winning it. And so right. you have one piece of the puzzle with that as far as, you know, like the intensity the teams are playing with, mm. you know, what, what LeBron and the team said about it after winning and how, you know, focused they were on, on winning it. Um, but also to the second part of it is like, hey, we want you to take pride in the fact that you won this. And so one of the ways to display that is, hey, we want you to hang the banner. Yes. And so, you know, um, I, I do think that that was something that was asked of by MB- by Adam Silver and, you know, the NBA. But mm-hmm. um, ultimately, I, I don't I don't see it as a big deal. I don't think it's like something that should be something that's talked about like at length. Um, oh, yeah. We're about to get into another topic real quick, but we will be back shortly. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Next, KB, we'll be, uh, we're going to be talking about um, trades. You know, that's been a hot topic also. Uh, unfortunately. I, I know Let's you like it. this topic. Man. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, obviously at the beginning of the season, the struggles we were having, we were missing players, we, we were getting smoked by teams, um, mm-hmm. and people were just begging for trades and talking about trades. Literally every group chat I'm in talking about trade scenarios and people firing up the trade machine, and I personally have just gotten tired of all the trade talk because the likelihood of us making a trade – 
now is very slim. And for the trades that a lot of people are calling for, we're not going to be able to actually do it until January the 15th at the earliest. Mm-hmm. So I feel like all the talk is pointless right now because we don't really know, A, what the team is going to look like, which I think is going to be probably the biggest determining factor in the moves that the, the front office decides to make. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. I just – talking about trades after every game to me is just not a good way to actually enjoy the season. Like, I actually want to enjoy the season. I want to break down these games. I don't want to look too far ahead. I want to just stay in the moment and, and where we are. And so, like, what what are you thinking? Like, what are your thoughts on all the trade chatter? Do you think a trade needs to happen? Do you foresee a trade happening? Like, what what are you thinking so far? Um, For myself, I do see a trade happening. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I know I like, you know, I love all the players we have, but we still kind of, for me, we still need that guard, you know, I mean? that defensive guard, maybe that can be Gabe Vincent coming back. We still need a backup big quality backup big mm-hmm. Jackson Hayes just doesn't do it for me. Would you see Christian Woods getting literally getting DMP slash playing garbage time minutes. So it's kind of like confusing with that. Sure. Um, but I do see a trade happening. Um, D'Lo, I mean, dude's been balling out doing his job, uh, but he's making his case to be traded even more. Um, this offseason, like I was saying before, two year, he signed a two-year, second year's a uh, player option. So, of course, he's going to get that option or look for other teams or he can literally walk for the free. Um, I'd rather trade him because he waived his no-trade clause um, and get him out of here and get somebody else in. Um Kind of like two scenarios or three, actually. The third is we keep D'Lo, don't do any trades, make marginal moves maybe to fill up the 15th roster spot. Second would be we trade D'Lo and push Austin Reeves to the one. Okay. But it's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like why? Because he can't really defend like that, going against the best leagues every single day. Uh, But he won't have to if we start Vando and Cam. But I don't know if we're trading for someone who's going to come off the bench. Makes no sense to do that. Gotcha. Um, so that'll be that's what I think for that one. And then the first, we definitely trade D'Lo and Rui. The question is, is going to be for who? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my dream scenario, if we were to do a trade, I want Lori Market and Kelly Olenek. I don't yeah. care what goes on with that. I don't care what you do. Um, goodbye, Christian Wood. <laughs> Christian would give me the first one you can add on there. JHS, uh, first round pick, and and uh, D'Lo and and Rui oh. for Kelly Olynyk. Um, you give me Kelly Olynyk, um, Kelly Olynyk, La Lori Marketing, and I I want um I forgot I Chris can't Dunn. even say his name. Chris Dunn. Uh, Issa Rui. Chris Dunn is that what you're talking about the guard? Uh, not even Chris Dunn. I would take the other kid from Kansas, uh, number thirty. He's like. Uh, Bougie, or I can't say his last name. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, dude, solid guard. He's about six seven, I think six seven, six six, two twenty. Can shoot the ball a little bit. Um, and he's a he's a shooting guard slash small forward. So there, there goes your other wing. So I would rather take somebody super young like that coming into the league instead of going after Chris Dunn. He's been in the league for a minute. I don't know how old Chris Dunn is. Do you know how old he is? Um, he's kind of been a journeyman a little bit. Hold on, let me right. 
Right. And I know he can play defense. The question is, can he get to the cup? He's so, 29. He's 29, actually. Yeah, so I don't I don't know for me. So um uh so we'll see how it goes. I'm wondering how it's gonna what we do, but I honestly want to see what goes on and how we progress as a team. Because like I said, I gave I'm giving this team a 15 game like you know like a tryout process to see how we do with this loaded roster that we're going to have. Sure. Um, and I think as of now, we're 4-0. I know the fourth game doesn't count, but just for me, we're 4-0. Yeah. Um, the tough games are going to come later down the line. Um, but I'll even say this, though. I'm not even going to overlook the Mavs. I don't care if they're missing uh, Kyrie Irving, Grant Williams, and several other pieces. doesn't matter. We have games to play. So even these next three games are going to be something to watch. And, uh, yeah, so with uh, trades – D'Lo, Rui, and possibly Christian Wood out the window. They're gone. Gotcha. So I think that's what's going to happen. And we have to bring a guard and two forwards back. So I like the the Jazz trade. A lot of people keep on pushing the Levine trade. I don't see how that works. He's not really a three-point shooter. And he's not better at getting to the rim, I don't think, than D'Lo is. But, he, you know, the kid has springs, but still has a lot of major injuries. Yeah, it, it's tough because – um, I do think that we have a bit of an issue at guard, um, of just having too many people. Like, I mean, we got D'Lo, we got Austin, we got Gabe, who has been, who's been out. We've got Max Christie, who's a, who's a shooting guard. Um, we have JHS who was drafted and it's like, how do you carve out time for all of these players? Like, I'm not even sure how Gabe actually fits into the rotation going forward. Like, I feel like it's, yeah. I, I don't know. And we, we were already super concerned about how Ham does his rotations. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles Gabe being back and healthy. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, it's tough. I, I hate to say this because we don't really know. Gabe played what all of like three, four games maybe. And so we don't really know who he is. I do think who he is on this Lakers team. I do think that he was, <laughs> in my personal opinion, I think he was brought in as insurance for D'Lo. Like, I think mm. the team was thinking, hey, if D'Lo just isn't able to recover mentally from what happened in the Western Conference Finals and yeah. just comes out and plays terribly to start the year, we we have a, you know – we move Austin into the one, and then we can bring Gabe Vincent What's off the backup potentially. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that he got hurt, and so yeah. um, it, it'll be interesting. I, in my personal opinion, I can see a trade happening for sure. Um, I think, and I don't know how likely this is. You know, it's all speculation right now, but like, I would like to see Gabe moved. Just because I feel like D'Lo has carved out a role. I feel like Austin, we know what Austin is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't I – don't, I don't think Gabe really fits into this rotation right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to see Gabe moved. Um, I love Rui as a player. I love the contributions he made, especially after he joined the team um, after the trade last year. Mm-hmm. I just – I'm not sure 
the the coaching staff there there appears to be a disconnect between what we think Rui is and what the coaching mm-hmm. staff thinks Rui is. Mm-hmm. Because even in the the in season tournament championship game, Rui played in the first half. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see any like glaring mistakes that he made. Okay. But he didn't play at all in the second half. Didn't play. Mm. I mean, and we and we've seen just we've seen several times, even throughout the playoffs, where his minutes are just super limited. Like he plays less than twenty minutes sometimes. And for him to, you know, the contributions he made in the playoffs last year, you'd like to think. I mean, the the front office decided to extend him. You know what I mean? Four year extension. So you think he'd be a key part of the rotation? I just think Rui's not a not a three. He's not a small forward. He's a power forward. And we happen to have probably the best power forward in the NBA right now, LeBron James. And so Rui's value value really is determined by how healthy LeBron is. And so far, LeBron has been really healthy. Mm-hmm. He's a great backup in the event that LeBron gets hurt. Yes. But if LeBron doesn't get hurt mm-hmm. and the coaching staff is just going to continue to limit his minutes, then what purpose does he really serve on this team? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I hate to say mm-hmm. it, but – um, and you know, I I too am in favor of a Lori Marketing uh Olenek, a Kelly Olenek trade. I, I feel like yeah. we still need a sharpshooter on this team, someone that we know, hey, someone that teams have to account for on the on the on the <clears throat> when we're on offense and they just like, hey, that's the guy that we can't afford mm-hmm. to not guard. And, you know, Laurie, he fits that role. He would allow us to kind of play bigger as well. We could play him, LeBron, and AD. And he spaces the floor to give AD more more space to operate. Um, Kelly Olenek does that as well, which, I mean, we need a backup big, someone who um, can actually bang, you know, with some of these larger centers like Embiid or um, Jokic. Um I also wouldn't potentially mind Andre Andre Drummond either from Chicago. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He's a really good rebounder. He has that body type where he can bang with other centers. So I, it, I think it's like I said. I think it's all going to depend on where we are. I think if the if the team is rolling and we're like a number one or a number two seed, I can see them making like small tweaks here right. and there on the roster. But I wouldn't see them doing an overhaul. Um, Same. But if the team is struggling and they feel like a change needs to be made, then they're gonna oh, they're gonna they're gonna pull the trigger. That's what the Lakers do. They're they're gonna. That's what I'm scared of because <laughs> PTSD of Russ, man. Exactly. We just overcompensate for no reason. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Um, I'm still kind of on the fence about whether a trade actually needs to happen, but you know, mm-hmm. I think that'll all be determined by how the team is playing. So there's um, one name. One name I have for you that I think we will keep an eye out for, and I know a lot of people don't want him, P.J. Tucker. Oh, God. The reason why I 
think the Lakers go after him is he's a bigger he's a bigger version of Pat Bev. He just is better on the defensive end. I think again he can bang with the bigs, but he can he's also a corner pocket you can put in the corner for the shot. Just saying. No. The Clippers are using him, which is I'm I'm actually dumbfounded about, but yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what ends up happening with him. I, I definitely felt like when that trade happened, I couldn't believe they got both Harden and PJ Tucker in that trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm just not sure. Like PJ Tucker at one point in time, he was a really, really good defender. He wasn't a great three point shooter, but you could you could put him out on the in the corner and you know, he was serviceable. You could count on him to hit shots every now and then. Um right. And I haven't, to be honest, I haven't watched much Clippers games. But when I have watched Clippers games, he hasn't been on the court. So there, there appears to be a <laughs> he's getting appears, DMPs left and right. Yeah. It's crazy. So there, there definitely appears to be a disconnect or, or something that's happening there. So, and as of now, they can't trade him. They have to buy. There has to be a buyout. You have mm-hmm. to buy him out because there's yeah. no reason to keep him. Nobody wants to trade for him. So exactly, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. Um, the last topic I wanted to get into was just a temperature check. You know, it's it's crazy because um, I feel like what? How many? What? What's the the Lakers' record right now? Is it thirteen and thirteen and oh, fourteen and nine? Fourteen. <clears throat> Let me check the standards real quick just to make sure we're being honest. Western Conference standings. This is tanking. Huh. All right, so we're fourteen and nine, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to, you know, it's funny. Uh, we played what twenty three games, and I feel like the season has already been really long so far. <laughs> um, but we're still, you know, we're not even halfway into the season yet. So. True. Just a temperature check, how you're feeling about the season. Um, also wanted to kind of talk about the upcoming schedule as well and get your thoughts on that. But how, how are you feeling about how the season about how the season has unfolded so far? For me, we're right. I'm we're lukewarm. Okay. I'm not even gonna go to hot, warm. Yeah, I mean none of that. We're lukewarm because it's like we're really iffy how the how the game, you know, how the season was gonna turn out, especially with a lot of injuries we had. Didn't know when we were going to get Vando back. He missed over 20 games of the season. Um, so with that, I'm right there at lukewarm. We're starting to get it together, starting to get healthy. The question is, can we maintain it? Yeah. Can we adjust when we're missing players? But with this back-to-back coming up, we're going to talk about the schedule. Like, I definitely want to talk about that because it's going to be a depending on, like, do we want to sit LeBron and rest him? Because he's grandfathered into the rule where he can do rest days. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm um I'm with you, man. I feel like the season has already been quite the roller coaster so far. Um, you know, it, it started out uh kind of rough. Um, like you said, not really having a great understanding of Van- of Vando's injury and when he was gonna be able to come back. Luckily he has been able to come back and he looks relatively healthy. I, I do um I do think um that as he continues to get his legs under him, that, you know, the, the minutes and his, his, his minutes are only going to increase. Um, 
but yeah, there were there were definitely some rough moments in the beginning. Um, and you could tell it was just having an impact on the team. It was like a cloud was hanging over the team. Because we weren't just yeah. we weren't just losing games, we were getting smoked. Like and <laughs> yep. to go back, you know, LeBron making that comment about, you know, things needing to change. That that came after the 44 point loss to the Sixers. Yeah. And it's it's one thing to hey, we're we're a couple of men down. We're, we, we fight hard the majority of the game and then kind of lose the game at the end because we don't have our legs, so we're tired. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to where you're getting – the game's out of hand like in the second quarter and you don't even have a shot of coming back. And that's that's what we were seeing in my opinion. So, um, right. you know, I, I feel um, – like you said, I feel like I'm at like a six or a seven. Like – I like the direction the team is headed in. Obviously, uh, season's very long. It's a it's a marathon. It's not a race, you know. So, or it's not a sprint. So, you know, I'm just looking forward to them continuing to build on the good habits that they've that they've already kind of that we started seeing recently. Um, and the main thing, the most important thing, is that LeBron and AD stay healthy. That's really, you know. That's what matters most because as long as both of those two are healthy, we've got a shot. And so, um, so yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick look at the upcoming schedule here. Like you noted, we have a back-to-back tomorrow night at 7:30 Eastern. We actually have a nationally televised game against the Dallas Mavericks on TNT. Um, the night Dallas actually has quite a few players who are injured. I don't know if it's going to follow the recent trend where all the players are magically healthy when they when they uh. Oh, well, it's, it's it was officially announced. So, Kia uh, Max Kleber's out, Irving's out, Josh Green's out, Grant Williams is out. So they're officially out for tomorrow. Gotcha. Okay. They'll um, be down a couple of key pieces, and I think uh, what's his name, Tim Hardaway Jr. was just ruled out as well. Okay. Well, I just hope they take the game seriously and don't think that it's just going to be a layup just because exactly they're missing mm-hmm. two pieces because Luca is still a bad man, very bad man. So he needs to be respected as such. And, uh, and yeah, so we have that game tomorrow. The night following that one, we have um, – we're at San Antonio um, on Wednesday night. Uh, Friday night, we're at San Antonio again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday night is going to be a the Monday following that one, December eighteenth. It's going to be a war. We're going to be playing the New York Knicks at, at home. We got to battle them in playback with their hosts, <laughs> our hosts, their fans against our fans, and then we have to watch the game. So it's two bo- two battles. Looking looking forward to that. Um, then we got Chicago, um, mm-hmm. who's been playing a little bit better as of late. That's on Wednesday, December the twentieth. And then we get into a three-game stretch that I really, really wanted us to touch on before we close it close it down. Um, okay. We're at Minnesota um, yeah. on December the 21st. We're, luckily, none of these are back-to-back games. We're at mm-hmm. Oklahoma City on Saturday, December the 23rd. And then we're at uh, – then Boston plays um, – comes to L.A. on Christmas Day the 25th. Mm-hmm. Um what are you really – the way I see it, those mm-hmm. three games are really going to be um, – they're really going to kind of let me know where this team is. 
like and how we stack up against elite competition, especially, mm-hmm. you know, having all of our guys back. Um, so, you know, Gabe will definitely be back by then for those games. We'll have yes. our full roster back finally, and we'll be able to see how we stack up against this competition. Minnesota, they're the the number one seed right now in the standing, 17 and five. They're tough. Thunder, the number two in the West at 15 and seven. Boston is, is who they are. They are the number one seed on the Eastern side. Oh, so man. it's a really good litmus test to kind of let me know how we stack up against the, the cream of the crop as far as the NBA is concerned. What, right. in, just in regards to those three games, what, <laughs> what, what would you be satisfied with our record? Like coming out of those three games. I really want to get greedy right now. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> if we're the type of team that comes out the right way, we should be three and out. We really should. And I'm just that's just keeping it real. Not even trying to be unbiased. It's just keeping it real. No, they have none of these teams have anybody that can stop LeBron or LeBron or AD. The Thunder definitely don't. I think they're about to come back. They're about to come back down to earth real quick. Um, Timberwolves, I think they're uh, what they uh, think they're missing. Yeah. So um, Ant Man has a hip injury. McDaniel's has an ankle injury, and I think Jake Clark. Oh, well, who doesn't matter? Uh, McDaniel's and Ant both have ankle and hip injuries. I think they're they're going to be healed. I hope they are. I want to see you know every team fully healed and good to go. For With sure. those three games, we should already have Vincent back and back into the rotation and nice and ready to go. So I would say three and I can, I, I don't want to settle less for a three, three and L or two and one. I'll say that. I don't want to see a two, a one and two. I don't want to see an O and three. Um, the only way we can just be okay with that is if somebody were missing somebody important, like as in missing LeBron or AD. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of do like what the the coaching staff is doing with the minutes. LeBron, as we were talked about, excuse me, earlier is already having career low in minutes. Um, and AD, he's a little nicked up, but he's playing, man. He's playing through it every single time. So, do you, um, do you think? Yeah. Do you think? Because the trend, the trend has been actually both of them playing in back to backs. Do you think that's going to continue? I think this back to back, since we are back healthy, like I was talking about this too. We were back healthy. I think LeBron sits the back-to-back. Maybe not the the first one because he wants to play that game. The last – not the first one. He sits the first game against the Spurs, and he plays the second game, I think. Because, okay. A, like, LeBron doesn't need to play back-to-back. He doesn't – he really doesn't need to um, when we're fully healthy, especially against teams like the Spurs, the Pistons, teams that are not that good. I think he sits Wednesday – and plays Thursday. That's that's my thing. I think that's where we kind of get back into the resting LeBron, let him get his energy and be good. Uh, because we don't play what we play Wednesday, Thursday, and we don't play until Saturday, right? Or uh, let me double check. Or is it Friday? Because that'd be three games. That's three games in a row. Yeah, I think yeah, it's Wednesday, Thursday, and then Saturday. I'm pretty sure Saturday. So I'm perfectly fine not playing him. I think it, oh, it's that it's Friday. So we play tomorrow, Wednesday, then we play oh, yeah, off tomorrow, Thursday. Wednesday, and then Friday. Sorry. Then Friday. I'm perfectly fine with sitting him for Wednesday. I want him to play on Friday. Gotcha. So 
Okay. That's more better for me. Two days off. Awesome. Goes right into it. Um, and he'll be ready to go. So I think that'll be it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just depends on what we do. Um, but as of now, moving forward, what we do in those three games against the Thunder, the Trailblazers, uh, the Timberwolves and the Celtics, I want to murder the Celtics on Christmas day. I'm going to be with my, you know, I'm going to be visiting relative, you know, uh, visiting uh, family on that day, which is, you know, it's Christmas day. So I really want to be able to see my Lakers do what they're supposed to do. Um, but then again, like that kind of lines into what I was saying. Uh, let me see how many games are played between then. I said 11. So one, yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah, we have six, seven, eight. eight that's 11. an eight game stretch. So we got five before we get to those last three. Literally. So that's that's right within my 11 game stretch that I said we have to play to get back into it. So I actually want to see us do good. I want to see what we look like when we're playing at our best. Um and yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited, but then again, you know me. I get disappointed when there's games when we start playing bad. I, I can't stand bad basketball. It's just me. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be interesting. I'll say that, especially how we deal with LeBron. I'm not worried about everybody else. AD's young. He's gonna be fine. Everybody else needs to come together because that with the the back to backs. That's where we're going to see, do we truly need Rui or is he a expendable piece where we can trade him? Because when LeBron is out, I think Rui slides into the starting spot. That's just me. Absolutely, but, yeah. He's the perfect yeah, matchup so, for LeBron. Exactly. Um, so I don't know what other person we can trade to, to or trade for besides Laurie Marketing to slide right into that position. And they're yeah. literally, you know, Laurie and AD playing Smash Brothers. So Yeah, I think um... – I hate I love Rui but and I would one of the the matchups where I would really hate to lose Rui is if we end up matching up with the Timberwolves in the playoffs because I feel like Rui the the Timberwolves like to play big they like to play Gobert they like to play Cat and they like to play Nas Reed at the same time so Mm -hmm. like Rui even in I don't don't know if you remember this in the play-in game last season against the Minnesota Rui came in, he actually played pretty good defense against Cat. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, I think we would need him in that matchup. Um, especially if he's like playing, I said, if he's playing mm-hmm. at a high level. So the only the only person I'd be fine with, like I said, is it's either Kelly Olinick and Willary Mark in that trade because those are the only two bigs that are so versatile they can play different positions. They can play mm-hmm. against a center or power forward and possibly against a small forward who can't move that much, but I don't really see any other trades besides those two guys because, I mean, one, you can literally switch Laurie Marketing playing the center, or you literally can let 80 play inside, and if you go ahead and double him, he's wide open for three. So it just depends on what we do. But these next stretch of games are going to definitely open our eyes as fans to see what we're ready for and what kind of trade will be done. Because yeah, I agree. If, we don't want, if we don't want Levine – we got to go on a – we got to win the next, like, five to six games. I'm just saying, I, it, it kind of seems like Levine's going to happen because I, I don't want him. But <laughs> – oh, and uh, I forgot to say another thing for the trades. Um, Bismack Biombo actually might be bought out. Mm. Because, remember, he's in that extra roster spot because of Morant is not back. When uh, Jog gets back, he can be bought out. And I yeah. honestly think Bismack Biyombo would fit perfectly with this team and be perfect backup minutes for AD. 
but that's just that's just me. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I I'm interested to see whether AD continues to play in back to backs, especially with him aggravating that hip groin he has going on. So. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said before, health is so important to what we're trying to achieve this year. And if him or or LeBron miss significant time, it just really it really has a negative impact on our ability to do that. So um I also see missing, I mean not missing, but playing that Saturday, re-aggravating it, but then having Sunday, Monday off. I kind of think that sure. helps him with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm more worried about LeBron because <laughs> no, you need to make sure yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Well, lastly, before we, we close it out, I'm just going to kind of get into um, the what are you watching? Um, anything anything notable or cool that you've been watching recently? Uh, I'm actually going to start Law, uh, what's it called? Bass Reeves, that uh, that new TV show on Paramount. It's like oh, Western. Okay. He was like the first like out like Marshall, I think. Or US oh, okay. Marshall. Yeah, he's a, you know. I was going to watch that, and then I want to piss Zen off, of course, as always. I'm still watching Power, far behind. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard of that. I don't have Paramount, but mm-hmm. there's been some uh, – I know there's been some some pretty cool stuff that's come out on there. So Yeah, it's a spinoff from uh, Yellowstone. Oh, okay, so it's cool. It's pretty good, but the guy who plays his Lawman Bass Reeves, you know, he's a well-known, well-known uh, black um, actor. Uh, yeah, but he uh, – yeah. They said he's pretty good, and I'm just, you know, me. I, for me, when it comes to watching TV shows, especially new ones, I don't like to watch it week to week to week. Like, I don't want to wait. I want to make sure, like, I build Come up on, on the episodes and then just then yeah. watch them. But, uh, yeah, those are the two things I want to watch. Uh, but what about you, man? Um, I actually started watching this murder mystery show. It mm. came on Hulu. It was mm-hmm. called A Murder at the End of the World, I think. Um mm. It's basically about this uh, this young woman. She's like a her father was like a, a coroner, so she's like really good at being able to see like clues and stuff when it comes to how people have died and kind of putting the pieces together. Especially if like mm-hmm. it was a murdered situation, mm-hmm. and so she ends up getting invited out to this retreat by this like super rich billionaire, of and um, <laughs> they go out to like. Uh, Iceland somewhere and it's like a lot of snow and ice and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. people end up dropping like flies and like they're oh, trying God. to figure out who it is so it's it's uh yeah. it's pretty cool I I got hooked on it and I thought all the episodes were out and <laughs> there's still two episodes that have yet to come out so now I'm just like I'm sitting mm-hmm. here disappointed but um but yeah I, I look forward to, to to seeing you know the end of it and how it all does does that not remind you of the, those movies that like the series of movies that have been coming out? It's like that dude with like the mustache and he kind of guesses who dies. Oh yeah, it's kind of like that. It's funny you brought that up. I watched yeah. um I watched that uh he has three movies that have come out. I watched the third one today. Um I actually enjoy mm. I, I enjoy like murder mysteries and that sort of thing. So Me too. Me too. Um I think the first one they were on the train, the second one they were um on a boat. Yeah, it was like the death, death on the Nile or something like that. On, on the, the Nile, Nile, yeah, they were in like yeah. Egypt or something. Mm-hmm. And this third one is set in like Venice, Italy. Um, How was that? Because I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Bro. It's called A Haunting in Venice. It's on. It's on Hulu. If you have Hulu, yeah, yeah, um, I have Hulu. I'm gonna watch. It. I just want to if it's good. Yeah, it's that good. confirms it. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was good. So mm. just like the other two. Um, 
another one that, I don't know. Have you ever seen Knives Out on Netflix? I have. Really yeah. good. Yeah, I really good. Both of, both of those movies that they did for that. So, so yeah, I'm I'm always I'm always down for a good murder mystery. So yeah, um, after Knives Out, there was Glass Onion. I didn't watch That's that, but yeah, Glass Onion. Yeah, that one's good too. You should watch. Okay, it. I'm in the middle of that. In the middle okay. of that one. Gotcha. Um, well, unfortunately, our sister uh, Tone, her internet went out, but uh, you know, KB and I held it down to the end of the episode. Um, again, you know, it'll be um, me, KB, and Tone. Um, kind of leading the charge with the meeting of the gold mines going forward. So, you know, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, look forward to continuing to bring you, you know, exciting Lakers content and um, just kind of continuing this journey throughout the season. Uh, please um, follow Purple and Gold Mines on the uh, on all of our social media platforms: Twitter, slash X, Instagram, Threads, YouTube. You can find us at Purple Gold Mines. Uh, Please like, share, and subscribe. Um, and you know, as always, we appreciate your support. And also, um, we are doing normally, you know, daily conversations. Um, it's an extension of our Lakers content within Playback. Um, we were doing it in spaces, but we've we've uh, migrated over to to Playback. We just feel like that's a a better platform for us to use going forward. Um, so we have conversations in there daily. Is a good way to, for us to connect with our supporters. And, of course, we do the watch parties in there as well. Um, anything else you wanted to say, KB, before we close it out? What's taking y'all so long, man? Just hit the subscribe button. It's free. <laughs> it's free. It's free. thing. Man, um, nothing on playback and YouTube. Come on. No, And Spotify. 100%. Um, but as always, we appreciate your support. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And we will uh, see you next time. Thank you. Peace. Soon as we step out the cage, we raising all of the stakes. Make no mistake. Either you stay in your place or we put in you on a plate. Look at our face. We put the fear in the dirt.